At Utility Muffin Labs, we are dedicated to accommodating our consumer clients with uncontrived, austere, generalized, and adequate snack-based comestible muffin provisions for your cafeteria or common staff member gathering areas. We refrain from overt decorative adornment that can foment jobholder chaos and sedition. A saccharine workforce is a productive workforce. Procure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM, or Utility Muffins, all one word, on Instagram at Utility Muffin Labs, one word. Support the labs on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, and finally, adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash Utility Muffin Labs. Utility Muffin Labs, think homogenous. You are now listening to the NerdWords Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press 4 to eat. This is what I'm going to do right now, because this is NerdWords. Yeah! And so uh, today we were talking about the Sabbat. We're recording this immediately after the podcast. It's fresh in our head. So, um... Before we get into talking about the Sabbat, I just want to let everybody know that my plan is to watch through the entire Punisher series, and when we get the chance, whether it's next Nerd Words, what have you, do a episode by episode review. We don't care if you care. <laughs> this this is this is what we want to do, right? Like we're, we're gonna, gonna give review you right Punisher the series. Absolutely, we're gonna review it, and I'm gonna take notes. Like we're gonna, it's gonna be a long whoa, podcast. Us. Don't tell him how we feel the machine. Just be God. Come on. Right. Fuck him over. You're trying to make weather patterns and shit. And he's like, this is what we did. Now knock it off. Knock it off. Watch me stir the soup. Um, so I was able to watch two episodes. We're not going to talk about it yet. Bob's watched one episode. We're both going to be fully watched, fully adorned in Punisher before we review it. One so, batch, two batch. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. It's really the reason why I've maintained my membership to Netflix. Um, one thing that I can say though, for like the next two years, we'll be good on the Netflix series that we're interested in the Marvel Netflix series, but Disney's coming out with their own streaming service. And I'm going to have to tell you, I'm not, I'm not about to like jump over and give Disney money in addition to Netflix. Luckily, luckily there's a contest. No, no, I'm saying, luckily, the the Marvel series that they're, they're already, you know, like the Jessica Jones, the Daredevil, the Punisher, we should be good for like the next two years on that. So it's not a big concern now, but I don't know what the hell Disney's going to put up in their streaming service, but man, Disney's got a lot of stuff. They're going to have to produce. Right. Well, they're definitely going to have to produce. produce. This I mean by have to produce because I've already I've already buried Netflix in my head. Right. But that's because I have an alternate source for the shit I want to watch. So <laughs> I have know nothing about that. Anyways, no, um, so. let me ask you a question, though. Yep. My big concern, and I think a concern for a lot of people. Thanks, is, baby. You're welcome. No, that wasn't me. I wasn't. Yep. You know, it wasn't about me. Um, <laughs> the Netflix, the advantage of having these shows like the punisher which we can firmly tell you is rooted in an r rating if it were a movie just by watching the first episode would you agree it's definitely not pg-13 no it's not pg-13 um the the advantage is that you have that ability to make sort of like adult themed non-rated material but disney 
isn't really about that life in their own, like, look at the movies they put out. When was dude, the last R-rated Disney movie? Dude, wasn't Rogue One R? Well, no, it wasn't I, R, but it was I, dark. I don't think so. Yeah, it was dark, but it wasn't smash you in the head with a sledgehammer Let dark. me take it back. Let me put it to you the terms I understand. I understand the R rating. Right. But I think for something to be dark. Right. Disney can, they, they, like, they like thin slice close. So I think as, as they need to. I think what what Disney should do is they should do what Marvel did when they kind of rebooted a bunch of titles, including Daredevil, including The Punisher. And this was like many years back. They basically made like a Marvel Knights imprint, right? So they have like their own sort of non uh, non inclusive. It's not necessarily part of the mainstream Marvel. You know, right continuity. now you're blowing the mouse. I, I don't want to blow the mouse. It's just the mouse happens just, to own everything do, cool. Just do what wives have been doing for years. Go put your hair in curlers and <laughs> go walk around and look unattractive, man. Don't try to do, don't let the mouse do that to you. I'm just That's, saying, if 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 Disney wants to maintain that adult themed, you know, like it would be cool to maybe get like a moon knight or here's what know, I'm saying. I think they're awesome, but like I, I can't I can't keep up with you in that because right. I sit back and go they got million dollar paid people to do what we're doing right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to think of what they got to do. And I want, I want to see their na- I, I, naked eyes. I want to observe them when they're like. So what you're saying is stop giving them ideas and let them figure it out for themselves. Motherfucker, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, we're not, we don't have a, uh, you know, we're not cornering the market on idea material. No, we're not. There are people, there's, there are sophisticated people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, devote time to giving them their idea. Fucking massive YouTube channels that do what we do and massive Here, podcasts that do what we do. Here's the truth. And it's, it's from marketing class, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. All the new unique ideas they get from the internet. Basically, from what I'm every saying fucking is, pundit, you know, if, Somehow you found this podcast and you happen to work for one of those big companies like Disney or Marvel. I mean, I would take a consulting dollar, you know? I mean, hey, I got ideas. Fuck that is Disney. I'll take a consulting six-figure song. <laughs> right. To continue consulting. <laughs> right. Hey, let us know. We're easy to get you a hold of. You want me to sing the opening to Fantasia? UtilityMuffinLabs at gmail.com. That's all I'm saying. That's all it takes. Anyways, Sabat. Let's talk about that. Um Let's let's uh let's get back into the swing of things. Oh, I let and them call me Pumba. Pumba? Was that the, the pig from uh Pumba? Yeah, that's that dude. Yeah. That dude. <laughs> but I, I, we'll just call you Pumba. That's how it worked. I'm just saying. They're uh they're doing a live action Lion King movie. They did a live action Jungle Book movie. You can't see my face, but it no. feels like someone punched me in my forehead. I can't believe it's And it'll probably make a billion and a half dollars. Yeah, because everything fucking Disney does makes a billion and a half dollars. I'll be fair, the, the Jungle Book was cool. I didn't see it. Um, I've actually watched it twice. Yeah? Once on a plane going to Seattle and once on the way back. No, yeah, well. Uh, when you're on a plane for four hours, you'll watch some shit. You watch it, pretty much whatever's put in front of you. It was it was gold. I liked it. That's cool. And they're coming out. Disney's not coming out with, but another uh, company's coming out with one, I think, next year. But uh doesn't matter. I don't care. Jungle Book is kid shit. Disney makes good stuff, but they hypnotize us, so that's that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently there are talks. We probably already talked about this in the podcast, but there's talks that uh, 20th Century Fox is trying to give themselves up to to Disney Marvel Studios. I I would be lining up if I were those companies. Yeah. Well, no, we actually I'm remembering now we did talk about it because we mentioned Doctor Doom. Yep. It's a good way to get back Doctor Doom, which we thought would never happen, but could. Anyways, that's derby. Yeah. 
That's uh, that's for the lot of you who listen to us for our Marvel musings, which who knows what that is, but uh, um, the Sabbat. So, um, yeah, definitely we went over pretty detailed into that uh, Guide to the Sabbat book. It's definitely a worthwhile book to have, but, uh, you know, people like to hear our stories about <laughs> playing Sabbat characters. And I've talked at great length because I really enjoy playing Sabbat. But I like to hear your stories. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I like to hear your stories. So not to put you on the spot, but do you have anything memorable about playing Sabat either in a Sabat game or in a non-Sabat game that we haven't fucking talked about yet? That we haven't talked about. Um, do you want to hear where I was completely, like, ridiculously out of line? <laughs> I think I don't speak for myself when I say I love hearing stories about you doing things that are out of line. <laughs> so... So back in the day, when it was Have Game Will Travel, I was uh, I just got into it. B Wood uh, just introduced me to uh, the infamous Riverwalk Gaming, mm-hmm. and there was a group of guys who were like, you know, hey, you know, we play over in in Indiana, we play over in over in Illinois and other parts that you don't know about because I didn't. I came up from Arkansas, right. and I'm not from Arkansas, but I lived ten years there. I'm an Illinois native, but people move, right. people come back, and so at the time I'm a pool boy, so I call it. I was a lifeguard. Call yep. pool boy if you want, because barely anybody ever went to this pool. I'm outside getting my tan, and I'm laughing because dark skinned, right? Right. Already, I'm out there tanning, but whatever. And uh, they're like, "Oh man, let's go to a let's go to vampire game. You come with us, cool." Um, these guys were like, "Though, but you got to dress the part. We're going to a club. Mm-hmm. Club where? Right? And they're like, oh, no, it's it's just you know, it's out in Aurora. We'll go there. It's you know, don't worry about it." Okay. Was this Chasers? So I don't. I still don't know the name of the place. But uh-huh. I'm going to describe it. You let yeah. me know if this is Chasers because, um, because it was a whole exodus, right? right. It wasn't just go to Chasers, or whatever. Because um, I've heard the name of that place several times. It's never. I don't think I've ever been. Now I'm horrible with directions. Right. I am terrible. I own a Garmin, and every time people are like, "Oh God, we're going to get lost," I'm like, "Fuck you." We'll be in the vicinity. We could walk to help. That's right, the important right, thing right. about this device. God help you if I don't have this and use it. You're going to tell me make a turn. We won't be there. People are going to fight. People are going to cry. So right. let's just do it normal. And uh, this is before that. So I'm like, "Cool, let me get done working my shift." All right, cool. That night I get out, and my mom's like, "You know what? What do you need all black shirts for?" I was like, right, "Well, I got this thing," and she's laughing. She's like, you look weird. <laughs> I had my hair all like spike gelled backwards. And right. she goes, you look like you've been in a cartoon explosion. So, Because <laughs> my hair at that point was long enough where I had that cool ass ponytail, that little bit that mm-hmm. you pulled in the back. But I had stopped doing that because someone goes, you look like a Padawan. Oh, okay. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Right. And they were like, oh, like, you know, Star Wars. Like, what the fuck is a Padawan? And they were like, oh, you don't watch Star Wars? Like, no, geek, I don't. <laughs> I went about my business until I saw what a Padawan was, and I stopped. Right. I was like, well, they was right. And that was it. But anyway, so I just messed it up, throw John. We go to this place. We stop at a gas station. Everybody gets out. I got my my combat dock worker boots on that are solid black. I, I will admit I just bought. <laughs> For you goth people, fuck you and your uncomfortable attire. I had nice black gym shields, gym shields, gym shoes that, you know, supported my arch. They were good to walk in, run in, my athletic wear that I was comfortable with, you know, but jock at heart. That's what I did with football coming over. And now I'm like, great. I got to wear, I got these boots and what I use them for? Bro, you're Bruja. You got to rock it. Right. Okay. So cool. I got the boots on. Then they're like, oh man, 
you got black jeans and whatnot. I'm like, dude, it's like late October. Right. Like, it's still like hitting 85 degrees out. I got to wear a trench coat. And I'm like, bro, you're fitting in, man. You fucking ladies and shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. Ladies will like it if I'm sweating to death. You know? <laughs> All right, let's, let's put it on. He's like, no one's going to know, man. You're going to be in a club anyway. Like, fucking just go and get it done. All right. Eventually, I get mad. Right. Because with all this prep work, I'm like, fuck you, fuck the jacket. You're like, really? I'm not bringing my trench because it's not cold out. I don't have cigarettes, but I'm old enough to smoke them. Are you? Right. I'm not old enough to drink, so fuck it. I'm not sneaking anything in. I'm not smuggling anything. Jacket stays home. Done. Right. Like, fine, dude, but we're something badass. So, so we get temp tattoos. <laughs> we're at this gas station that has this little vending machine right. that i'm walking up to dumping quarters in because i'm looking at it and it's like going all right we got these like awesome barbed wire tattoos and you know but he's like dude this one looks stupid on my skin i don't know though oh but we're cool and bob he's got brown skin you'll never know right okay so we put it on hold that thought <laughs> i got like i got like eight connected 50 cent patches <laughs> going up one arm and then this cool one on the neck and no big deal we get to the place, and I remember the back parking lot looked like the back of an industrial plant, mm-hmm. and we're there, and like we, we literally drove, and it felt like forever. I'm in the right. car for an hour and a half. I don't know where we're going, and then when we get there, you jump out the van. We're all in there. Everyone's got a smoke, of course. I'm already halfway into the building, just checking it out, and there was a bouncer at the door at the, bo- at the bottom. At least I think it was a bouncer or another goth dude who said, fuck the jacket. Right. Really couldn't tell, and there was two, wait- two entrances. One was for the people drinking. The other one was for us Mm -hmm. because who the hell else need to enter this building right right so we go in and it's like all sideways and tight i'm a big dude though to be fair but it looked tight even to the not big dudes like they're i'm turning sideways to get up the stairwell it's three stairs and we're up where we need to be at but right when the door opened even on the way up actually i'd say you hear the thump just the beat of the Mm -hmm. music going and then we're in the back of it and then it's people scattered right now i was told to come here because i had to play a bruja i'm here with everybody we're all going, you know, so we're coming together. The moment they hit this place, they disappeared. Everyone's <laughs> fucking gone, right? So now I'm sitting here going, fuck this, man. Right. And and I must have been I must have been so angry that I drew people to me. <laughs> because I'm up here, I'm in the club, and I come walking around, and I just have this look in my face like, fuck you. Now my thought is, I'm literally drawing attention. Like, fuck. They walk up, bro, man, you good? Nah, I'm cool. What's wrong? Nothing. Yeah, man, well, it's a free bottle of water at the bar. Just go up and ask him. They'll get it for you. Hey, he needs a bottle of water. Okay, cool. I get up to the bar. Just like, here's your bottle of water, man. Cool tattoos. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I start drinking. It's no big deal. I don't even pay attention to tattoos. I know what he's talking about. Right. Not like you're going to ask me if they're real. Right. You know? So I'm drinking the water. I'm chilling. And, uh, you know, I get in a conversation with people not involved in the game. I don't even know there's a game going on. Right. And how could you? Because everybody vanished. Right. I'm there for an hour at the bar. I get an alcoholic drink I shouldn't have had, right? <laughs> so they, they give that one to me. Right. I get another alcoholic drink handed to me. And now I have what I like to call the alcohol sweats. Because in less than 20 minutes, I've sucked down two Jack and Cokes, more Jack than Coke. I now think, to look back on it, the bartender wanted me calm. Like they, they, because I must have been the only person in the room pissed off. Right. They wanted you to take the edge off. Uncomfortable shoes. I've been in the sun all day. I get drug out here because it was a, and it was a beg me moment. It's not like I knew of the place. I was begged to go with. Right. And it dawned on me. That's because I equated to an eighth of the money to put in the gas tank. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? That's a motherfucker right there. Literally, yes. literally a rube. So I'm like, right. fuck, man. Right. 
And so I'm sitting here and I got this Sabat book in my bag and it's supposed to be a Sabat game. And I'm supposed to have a pack. I don't have that. And I'm chilling. And finally, this chick near me is like, going, man, this sucks. And I'm like, like looking at her and whatever. And she's all to the nines, got that, whatever. Um, attractive. Most people in the club are. It's no big deal. And, she, and she's just like going, yeah, dude. So like fucking, you know, da, 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 da. that book you got because I had it on the counter. She's like going, what pack did you get stuck with? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? She's like going, oh, you know, the Sabat game going on, you know, it's like, well, who do you play? I played dude first night. Right. I have no idea what I'm playing. And she goes, oh, okay. So you're the, you're the, you're night inquisitor then. <laughs> what the, f- no, I'm, like, this is my first night. Right. Well, who brought you? Oh, well, that's, that's cute. I don't know the guy's name. Right. Cause see, I came with a guy named Mike. Right. And we can't use his last name, but you know the mic I'm talking about. Right. The one who drugged through half of my yep. Why Did I Go mm-hmm. With Him adventures. And and uh, she's like, going, oh, yeah, he's around here somewhere. You can, okay. Well, how about I just take you over to the storyteller? Oh, well, that would be great. <laughs> so I go to yet another room that's kind of like up, I guess, near the manager's office. Mm-hmm. And they gave another smaller area that was must have been the source of hell. Right. All the heat was in this room. Like, we opened the doors, it's like all the heat in the place just jammed in this area, never vented. And I'm, like, looking around. There's, like, women with mascara running or crying or sweating. I'm assuming it was sweat. And they're just trying to stand and be cool, and you can't be cool when there's that much swass. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. uncomfortable. I'm trying to determine, based on your, your description, if this is Chasers or not. There's two tables right on the inside where logistics was, I guess. Uh-huh. That's where the storyteller is. I come walking in, I'm like going, yeah, man, um, there's some familiar faces, you know, one or two I've seen, but I don't really know them, so I don't approach them. Right. And he's like going, yeah, man, um, it's 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it now? He's like, yeah, well, let me tell you about my evening. <laughs> he's like, weird. Okay, sure. Like, why? What's wrong? I tell him what goes on. He goes, <laughs> they're assholes. I was like, yeah, they're assholes. Still 15 bucks. I'm not giving you 50 cents. Right. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, I, I have to come here, now sit down, and make up a sheet. I came to play this game. Right. I came up in the back out of nowhere. There's no one to direct me. There's no one to guide me. I sat at the bar by happenstance. A girl who wanted to breathe left this room to go to the <laughs> bar to get some air, and I happened to overhear <clears throat> the interrupter, so I'm not paying right. you 15 bucks. He's like, what? Why? And I was like, well, this is a bar, yeah? He's like, yeah. I can walk into a bar to play a game. Right. What am I giving you 15 bucks for? Oh, well, it's for running the game. Do you rent the space? Well, no. What's the problem? Right. Whatever, dude. Like, look, just where's your character? I was like, what are your rules? He goes, well, what do you mean? It's the book. Okay. I hand him my sheet. He looks at my sheet. Ah, we're Captain Bruhianti. Okay. I scratched it out and put Pander. <laughs> and he's like, well, I saw you scratch it out. The fuck does that matter? Right. Who cares? Like it's it's, it's interchangeable. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You want to watch me do it again? Right. And he's like, oh well, you know, dude, you know, this is uh, you gotta understand the nuance. Now I hear the story of his plot. It's very intricate. Um, let me see if I can recall it. Um, it was shit. <laughs> okay, it was garbage. I um, fall out of my fucking chair. That's so funny. <laughs> the fallen angel Gabriel has been. And I was like, pause. Why did he fall? What do you mean? He's like, the, he's an archangel. Right. Lucifer fell, he didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, going, okay, cool. This time he did. Well, who pulled him out of the sky? Cappadocius? You know, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just stop you there for a moment because this seems like it's pretty fucking profoundly deep 
for like a local LARP. No. It seems a little world. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, I hear his story. Right. Right. Because there's a point where you got to go, my world, if, if, if perception is reality and we all are masters, gods into our own world, my world was merging with his world, except I came with a full on war host. Right. Right. So I had to cool out. And I was like, all right, man, just tell me your story. Let me drink my drink and, and we'll be there. Is that alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> you can't be here with that. I mean, it's straight. I can't be in a bar with alcohol. Right. Where are you from? And he's like, dude, how old are you? It's none of your business. See, because the bartender gave it to me. Right. You, man, that pisses me off. He carded me and I couldn't drink. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because you look like you're Napoleon and should get carded. <laughs> I, I didn't get carded because I'm the dude who didn't. What the fuck? Right. He's like, all right, dude, I'm not gonna make a deal. I'm not gonna make a deal. Just look, make a character, whatever. It's a pre-roll play. Okay. He goes, well, we don't let people start in packs, so you got to go to the pack side of the room. You don't let people. This sounds like Doctor Seuss rhyme, right? We don't let people start in packs, so I got to go to the pack side of the room. You in the Sabat game, you don't let people start in packs. Okay, so I go to the other side of the room. He doesn't ask me my story. Doesn't ask me my background. Doesn't ask me anything about it. Just no. Character approval. Go. Oh, absolutely, and that's not abnormal. Uh, in a, in a, in most LARPs, that's not abnormal. Like, I, I feel like we're unique in the sense that we're like, all right, do you have a background? But like LARP is kind of like rubber stamp. Okay, you have points on your sheet. Fuck off and go play rubber and stamp. Every Camarilla game I've played, any game, mm -hmm. I've always had to give my five minute best mm -hmm. of what my background was. It's like a pitch. Yep. And then on the back was where my background was written. Keep right. it to a paragraph. Why? They got hundreds of sheets. Right. Let's not make it all night. That's why I don't get goofy. Right. Just cut and dry, we're done. I go to the other side of the room, and I'm like, cool. Well, he let me keep Methuselah's thirst. <laughs> and he did. Right. It's, and so I'm sitting there like, cool. Well, he right. didn't bat an eye at my right. quietest he level two. Right, he don't care. Why was I a brewery anti with quietest level two? He would know my mentor was an ask my anti-tribute. What does it matter? You right. got the rubber stamp. You got the, you got right. the 1998 LARP rubber stamp. <laughs> so I'm standing over here on the other side of the room, and they had a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Three or more people to a pack. If you agree to be in a pack, each other gets to swap one discipline. Mm -hmm. What? So if I, like, so it's, so it's a smorgasbord. So suddenly I'm like, negative into positive. Right. What sort of people we got here? So I get over there, and this one girl's pissed off because nobody wants to be with a tort or any tribute. Uh -huh. And I was like, I got you. She's like, you don't care? And I was like, what's your art form? She goes, I bash people's heads in, take the skull pieces like an eggshell, and I put it back together to try to resemble what they look like. <laughs> and I was like, that's it? She goes, I'm not, that's, I don't like being gross, but that's what I came up with. And I was like, You're, that's creative. Right. So we're cool. I'll always remember that eggshell lady. So I'm like, cool. So she's with us, no big deal. And she was older than me. She's like 25 or whatever the fuck. And at the time, I'm like 19. So mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. So I'm sitting there and she's laughing and we're watching a bunch of other people. I'm sweating to death. Like she's literally making rounds of ice cubes. Like mm -hmm. she'll, she's getting drinks filled with extra ice to dump it into my cup so I could fucking dump it down my shirt, right? And because uh, she's hot too, and we're chilling. Let me ask you real quick about the place where you were in. Was it like a big room, but there was like lots of like dividing boards all through the like a maze? No, this was like a. Uh, the room I remember is steepled, uh -huh. right, on both sides, uh -huh. like at the top of an attic of like an art studio. Yeah, definitely this wasn't Chasers. So that's where we're at. And then yeah. it didn't have, well, it had blacked out skylighting. Uh-huh. Like you would be able to see the sky. But, if, they, but they like spray painted exactly, it. Exactly, because black, right. 
they wanted you to go blind with the black light strobe light thing. Now, what I'm playing in character, people now are calling me bright light. Mm. Right? Right. I remember I told you remember the tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're calling me bright light. I have no idea. I'm in a black lit room, whatever, I'm doing my thing. It's cool. We find a guy who wants to play La Sombra, and he is your classic. I hate stereotypes, I forget his name. Mm-hmm. His head, one side of his head shaved. His other hair really long, but kind of like had a problem falling in front of his face. Uh-huh. And he always talked like this. <laughs> He's constantly just talk like that. I'm a sombra. <laughs> That's what I do. I crush people from the shadows. <laughs> Real like intense but effeminate. It you is know? it is a shame that the face that goes along <laughs> with that is it is it somehow visible to our listeners. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, but here's what I surmised. She and my favorite about it, she's a torter, but she mm-hmm. has protean. Mm-hmm. Right? He's Lissombra, definitely has Obtin, but neither of them have Quietus. Right. We decide to form a pack. Right? So we walk over, what's your pack's name? And she's like, well, Bright Light's Ductus. <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck am I Bright Light? I don't understand what's going on. And uh, she's like, going, oh, you know, you know what a light bright is? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. She says, we just call you Bright Light. Did you, haven't you seen your arms? Like, no. I look down. Those fucking tattoos work like like gleam in a black light like they're fucking like glowing and it's on my neck it's over there i got fluid in the back of my fucking neck probably from the sweat what the i'm just great you're just glowing so instead of the cool effect that i might have tattoos i'm just glowing glowworm dude bright light guy whatever the fuck and um i think it was night bright i think maybe confusing the two because i was related after that little toy Mm-hmm. That you plug all the pieces in, they yeah, glow the light and make shapes. Thank light, you, light bright, bright, light bright. And uh, so I'm like, turn on the magic of. I'm embarrassed, lights. but you make you know go. You live right. through it. That's life. Now we're playing the game. It's about ten o'clock when we start. Right around there, meetings called Archbishop. Blah blah blah. Typical. And they tried to run a Camarilla meeting. Mm-hmm. You, you know that mistake happens. Everybody get in a room. I am the Archbishop, and you'll listen to me. But none of my packs around me. So what am I doing? Fuck you. <laughs> By the way, fourth drink in. Right. Right? Because I'm, I'm, she's going downstairs. I'm getting drinks. She thought I was old enough because I already had one in my right. hand. So she's bringing them up. No big deal. I'm, I'm, I will say I was a little drunk. <laughs> so I'm up there Just and a I, tiny thought, bit soused, huh? I thought I looked awesome. Right? Because Archbishop's like, who, the, who are you to speak out against me? And how dare you? And I was like, whoa, Prince, I think I'm here to have a chat with you about blah, 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 whatever I said. Right. Right. And he's like, well, seize him. And people were like, okay, we'll go get him. And my pack was like, fuck off. Right. We can fight if you want to fight. And then the story was like, I don't want chops thrown. We don't throw chops. (laughs) So I'm like, fuck you. And I rock, paper, scissors in the air to myself. Uh No throwing chops. Throw chops. Don't throw chops. I throw chops. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck is your problem, man? You fucking come here. You're drinking. You shouldn't be drinking. You had all this. I'm in a bar. <laughs> I'm in a bar. No one tell me the rules. <laughs> and at this point, the poor girl with me is laughing so hard, but laughing at the storyteller because apparently he was red. Uh-huh. Like he was like exasperated. Red. Nobody challenged his authority. Nobody told him what to do, where to go. And I was, and I told you, I started a story saying with, I was completely, I fucked up. Right? I was completely <laughs> out of line. When you don't obey the no drinking rule, right. and you're a guy my size, really you're just a bully. 
because <laughs> nobody at that game or combined number of that game is going to come up to you to tell you to do anything. Right. What's going to happen is the cutest women are to come guide you out of the room to tell you how you fucked up and ruined their night. <laughs> and they're going to use guilt. Right. Because really that's the only thing that's going to work. And thankfully I'm not a sociopath for them. Right. And that's right. the point. I end up spending the rest of the night outside wondering what happened. And I'm fucking, I'm like tanked. Right. I'm like laying out there. So I get home because I get to ride back and I had to fight my, I had to argue my way in getting in the van to get back. Cause we gassed up before I got in. Right. I don't care how drunk I am. If I paid you money for a ride, that's a return trip guaranteed. Absolutely. So on the ride back, this dude's like driver's like, motherfucker, I'm never taking you anywhere. You embarrass me. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I embarrass you, man. What do you say? And he's like, well, you know, just like, what, what were you thinking? I was like, I don't know that I came in a van with people who brought me and begged me to come out here that would tell me what was going on. And Rules were fucking posted. vanished. Right. Right. And so that that's it. I mean, that's, that's not the Sabat fucking awesome. Right. That folks are looking for, but that is a story of me totally being a jag bag. So I will describe chasers and you can tell me if you've ever been there. It's possible that you haven't, it does not exist any longer. Um, but, uh, Aurora reminded me of Fox Valley mall. Right. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it to some degree Yep. in the loop of Fox Valley mall. There was like the Denny's that was over there. There was a gym, and then there was like this big concrete brick building that the gym was attached to. And so I believe Chasers was was originally opened as like they pool tables, dart boards, and they had Battletech pods, right? And you'd go in, and it was like 10 bucks or something like that to play Battletech. Well, Battletech is awesome, but when you have like four pods, it's you can't really like run a business off of that because you have four pods, right? So they had this huge space and four Battletech pods. And I went there one time and played, but but essentially like a couple months after this place opened, they had to reassess like, okay, how are we going to draw people in here? So you had your main floor and it had a bunch of pool tables and couches and black lights. And it was, you know, it was kind of like, uh, is it a nightclub? Is it a, and they had like a little bar, but I don't think that they served alcohol at all. Or maybe they did at first, but then like lost their license or something. I'm not super sure about that. So you'd walk in and you had like this main foyer area and then like a coat check right there. And then on the other side of that foyer, there was like blacked out windows and you'd walk in and then you're in like this area where there's like a you know black light room and a little bar where you can get water and Red Bull or whatever and couches. And on the weekends, they would play like industrial music or goth music. And it kind of turned it into like a kitty dance club. And so some nights we'd go there because my friends wanted to go listen to the goth industrial music. And I was like, I don't fucking care. Like I listen to metal. Like this shit's kind of whack to me, but whatever. <clears throat> then they had a second floor. And on the second floor, um, it was like maybe a third of the total area of the club. Yeah. They had a laser tag area. Um, and they would do laser tag and we'd gone there and played laser tag before and they had like a little glassed off office and they had all these like slats. Like it was like a maze, like I was mentioning earlier and it was like graffitied and stuff. Dude, like from, from you saying it, I, mm -hmm. I gotta say, I can't imagine it'd be too many different places. Was there a back place to that? Like, th was there like bricked up walkway up in the back to get to the second floor? So when you entered the main foyer, there was a doorway like to the right and you could take a flight of stairs to go up. 
and like enter the back way into the laser tag area. And there was like a glassed off office, right? It was like, uh, um, like a small, like less, like maybe half the size of our living room. I was, I was in a pitch a night or the fog of mm-hmm. memory, maybe right. both. If, if I wasn't there, I was somewhere. It seems familiar. The game that I went to had two storytellers. One had a long ponytail and the other one, I can't remember his name, but they worked in tandem. The, the storyteller that I had did have a long ponytail, uh-huh. did have the style, but it, his was full headed. He just uh-huh. wore it on one side uh-huh. um, and had like blue tips. I don't know. I mean, it may have been earlier, like when, uh, but when I went, there was like a lot of old storyteller, like not storytellers, a lot of old players, uh, some older gentlemen that played there and a lot of younger. This is where I met Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember that guy. But, uh, like, so I believe uh, we went to that one, and it was like 10 or 15 bucks. You basically paid before you got up. And then there was the club, and people would run up the stairs, or people would go in the back end. And, like, this was, like, we'd have to save all week to go to this game. Because, believe it or not, 15 bucks at the time for a bunch of high school kids was, like, a lot of money. It was a big deal. And uh, the games were never good. Um, they were, and, and your ridiculous story about like the trumpeters and the angels, like that was pretty standard kind of like fair. And basically they ran the game at chasers during the winter months. Um, and then during the summer months, they would either run it in downtown Naperville at the Riverwalk, or they would run it at, well, it was always in Naperville, but like sometimes it was like at the Riverwalk at one of the pavilions. Or it was like at the parking garage, or it was at uh, like they opened uh, a game store in Fox Valley Mall, I believe it was called Challenge Games. And they had a game that they ran there after hours after the mall closed because Challenge Games had like an exit out to the main parking lot. Yeah. And basically, yeah. they had some agreement to run it in the back room and in the store after the mall had closed. I only went to that one time and then they, I guess they also ran it at like a different game store um, that I can't remember the name of, but it was also somewhere in Naperville, I guess. It was, it was a lot of Naper villains. Yeah. That's where we, uh, by the way, the, the term, the coin term Naper villains was, uh, mm-hmm. was from the Lombardians. Right. The as, Lombardians, as we, as, the Naper we villains, called. the Lamont crew. I, I will tell right. you, I remember that this didn't become a distinction until we had that big pre. Uh-huh. Where it was uh, the the original the three wise men as uh-huh. referred to them as I don't know how much we want to dedicate to actual names of people. I mean, you can name them because I can just edit them out, but I don't. So I don't know who. Well, you're... I'll do first names. There's Jim. Uh huh. There was Franz. Uh huh. And then uh, the third compatriot that I thought was the calmer of the three, who I can't remember. I can't. Was, uh, no, I can't. Remember. Tall, thin guy, older guy, glasses, uh-huh. which is very. He was timid, but very, very bright. Right. Um. And uh, the, all three are cool guys. That's right. not the issue. The issue is that they're example of three people who are mm-hmm. STs telling a story for 50 plus people right. going in different directions. So like right. you had, telling three different stories. You had three games. Right. And so their secret was because they had three games and didn't apparently tell each other they had right. three games. Right. Um, at least that's what it seemed. They were drawing like 20 or 30, 20 or 30, 20, 30. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's where their numbers came from. So that's that's what happened. But I remember. Your douchebag guy who came with you stole uh, our buddy's backpack. Yeah, his name is Tim Ahern. And uh, so him threw under the bus. Yeah, so he, he stole a bunch of people's Piece shit. of shit. So he took it and left. And in there, we were like, we were all pissed. Because yeah. like, gaming community, 
you don't steal shit from anybody. Yeah. Like, at least publicly. Like, did you figure, if you didn't... We, we may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, too, but yeah, go ahead. We did. I, I won't go down the road, but just to say that the term was... Was, you know, well, you guys come all the way out from Romeoville yeah. being assholes of people from Romeoville. And then, and then some smart ass had said, he's like, oh, you're like the Naper villains. And I know who that was. And his name is Bruno. <laughs> and Bruno was fucking hysterical for that. And, and uh, the guy said, wait a minute, I'm from Naperville. I'm a Naperville. If I'm a Naperville, you're a Lombardian. And we were like, well, we're in Lombard. Right. What does it mean? Nothing. Right. It means what you want to put to no, it. No, but, but yeah, it was, there was like a weird little like factioning of, of groups. And. Because it, it like at that time, like there were so many people that were playing, and it you you couldn't replicate this today. But at the time, there were so many different people playing from so many different geographical locations that it literally factioned off. Like, well, well, these are these are people from Lombard, and they have their own you know style of playing. And Lombardians were the rules right, lawyers, right? Absolutely. The people from Romeoville are going to try to cheat you with different character right. concepts. Well, we got we got lumped in. There was like the Lamont crew, yep. and then there was like the the Romeo villains, and it was just basically like one group because we like we were close enough that like we got into it through those people. You were hated. Oh yeah, absolutely for the longest time. Absolutely, just, and all you had to do was show up, and I could hear it, you know, and see it. Yeah, and didn't yeah, know why. absolutely. Um, and it was that guy, right? Re- literally, no, absolutely. Who did it for? It did it for everybody, and uh, that was that was that. But why I bring it up is because uh. Uh, a Sabat story that was that was decent. Mm-hmm. We did try to have a Sabat game. I remember running one, and you know we were people behaved like it was a Camarilla game, <laughs> right? As often happens. So you know, and we're trying to urge people to challenge folks and whatever, and do that whole thing. Yeah. Well, in a LARP setting, why why it becomes is because to be Sabat is to be comfortable in your own skin, right? Well, how many people are comfortable in their own skin acting anyway? Not too many. And now that you're acting, you're now acting in front of a group of people pretending to be something that doesn't give a shit. Right. It seems to me that the Camarilla-style games, at least back in the day, I haven't played in a LARP in a long time, so I don't know if this still is bears true. But it seems to me that in a Camarilla game, combat is unacceptable. So people typically will make characters that are not necessarily combat-related. And then there's a small group of people who are like, I'm going to fuck all these people up. So you have these like boneheads that make these combat characters that are like, yeah, let's fucking, let's go to blows. And so you often have these situations where a Camarilla game seems very much like a Sabat game, right? But then you have on the other side of the coin, you have the Sabat game where basically combat first. I'm I'm a warrior. I'm a soldier. I'm fucking Sabat. Well, I made this combat character, but everybody made a combat character. So now... None of us want to fight. So now we're all very civil. You know, what's interesting about that is that it mimics, uh, mimics history. Right. In a lot of ways, right? If, we're, if I'm a violent half and you're a violent half, well, then we have to meet in the middle so right. we don't come to war because we're trying to stave off this bigger opponent. <laughs> Usually there's a bigger external threat. Right, because I don't want to lose my character. Exactly. You know, and that, that's, I mean, that's a thing you'll find in any game. Like, I don't want to take too many chances because I don't want to lose this character that I put, like, my heart and my soul into that I really was dedicated to. Or that's basically, a, it's me, it's a vehicle for me, it's an avatar of me, and I'm just playing me with superpowers, but I don't want to get killed. I'm awesome. I love me. My dickhead answer was I started putting bounties on players <laughs> and XP. Right. So if a player had a flaw, like Dark Fate, I'd put 30 points of XP on him. The thing that always fucked with me when I played in a LARP was when a player, actually in LARP or tabletop, when a player 
refer to their character as an individual entity when they're like, you know, oh, you know, she likes to drown, you know, her victims in blood. And then, you know, like that always fucked with me because when I played a character, I was always just like, it's me doing the actions. The which through the character. Uh-huh. And 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 to, to highlight that real quick, mm-hmm. why it was weird to you is because that was the healthy way to do it. Right. No, it's it was weird to me, but like now in retrospect, I'm like, that's probably the better way to do it. But I I never did it that way. I was always like, Oh yeah, and then I went to that that park and we brawled with the Sabbat. Like I referred to it as me because at that time it was me playing the character. Right. And I was always like, Oh, that's weird that you would refer to it as like some other entity. As an adult, <laughs> I'm like that's probably the healthier way to do it. Well, because it's acting, right? Absolutely. Because you were literally referring you're just to, playing a role to a character, played, right? Absolutely. Referring. And why the distinction is important is because we're go- we're being sabat goes wrong. Um, dude, Gen Con is the source of awesome and bad at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And when they had on my sheet that I was playing this character, they wanted me to be. I turned it down the role. I literally had them alter it. Um, I was playing a character with Adam. And we both got Nosferatu, and I was supposed to literally a guy named I think it was Monster. Try to remember the name. I think it was Monster, and I had thirst for innocence, <laughs> and I fed on children, and I was like, okay. And on the, on the sheet they had was a derangement was pedophilia. Uh huh. And I was like, not gonna do that. I was like, okay, no, I didn't say no. It's not me. You know, it's right. to a role. I was like, well, there better be a history backing it. And the guy tells me, ah, nah, we just like picked a bunch of traits. We threw darts at the dartboard, essentially. And I was like, okay, that explains why I have, you know, fucking all this uh, obfuscate, not one stealth. <laughs> so... You could always tell at a con game when they just went into Grapevine and went randomize. So he's like going, so you're going you're gonna to keep what's on there? And I was like, oh, dude, it doesn't offend me, it offends you. Right. And he's like, what do you mean? You haven't seen this in practice. We're, we're going to. He's like, yeah, well, just so you know, you're, you're part of a pack. So you got to go tell them if you have any proclivities. Like, okay. Uh-huh. I know these people didn't read my sheet. Right. So I go walking over while Adam's having his argument with the guy in the rainbow coat. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, but uh, we, we walk away, and I see all five people. And they're like going, oh, man, you know, do you have this pack? Do you have that pack? Hey, guys, I'm, a, I'm Monster. And they're like, yeah, we got you on here. You're the ductus. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, can you look at my sheet? No. And they're like, it doesn't say anything about that in your sheet. Right. I know. Right. How come your sheets say I'm a ductus? And it and, and here I don't this do you not know you're a ductus? This can't happen. Like, no, no, dude, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. You're probably our ductus in secret. It's fine. And I'm like, I'm not gonna shit in anybody's Cheerios. Sure. Secret Sabak pack, they're on a pat. Okay, no problem. Infiltrators happen. Let's figure it out. Um, let's make this make sense. Have a powwow. All right, cool. What are your proclivities? What are your worst? And I'm listening to them, right? And, you know, and you have the typical I'm a Zemis who doesn't keep the same appearance from hour to hour. Mm-hmm. Like just addicted to flesh crafting. Okay, cool. Um, I'm a gang girl who has issues talking, you know, has the mute flaw, but communicates in other ways. Right. And all right, cool. And then the Malk was a Malk. Literally, the guy was like, dude, I can't even make heads or tails. He had eight derangements. What the fuck? Yeah, eight derangements. And I was like, how do you even play that? I I don't even know. And he was like, I'm just going to have to figure this out. And he spent most of the time like trying to figure his shit out. I'm not even going to try to remember what it is because I heard eight and was like, I wouldn't do it. I would. If I was playing that character, the first thing I would do is I would go find a straitjacket and a Hannibal Lecter mask, and my packmates would just hold me on a leash with a stick, so like I couldn't turn around and grab them and constantly drool and be afraid of everything. Yeah, or or that too, right? It I I, I like to I like to think that I would probably play it in the most extremely savage way possible, 
when I was let free, I would just try to murder everything. But I don't even know how. I don't even know how that is because, like, yeah. I, I remember him having direct flaws that, like, the shit he had was like all on opposites and odd, right? Like, you know, and the the, the mock flaw, they're always on, right? Good luck to you, man. Right? Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd team. be in like a wheelchair, so and I would gibber. So it gets to me, and I'm like, yeah. What I do is I sneak into houses and I have sex with kids, <laughs> and then I then I feed on them. And they were like, dude, you're fucking with me. I was like, oh, I wish I was. <laughs> they were like, really? I was like, oh, yeah, apparently I've been doing it the whole time with this pack. By the way, you guys clean it up, right? Sounds good. We're a successful pack. We do nothing but traumatize children all, <laughs> all over the so state. Horrible. That's my immortality. That's what I do. And they're like, what path are you on? And I was like, oh, path? I have a humanity of eight. What the fuck? Exactly. And they're just like, we don't want you as our ductus. I don't want to be your ductus. I don't want to play this character. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be your Sabat character. And they're like, "Oh, dude, fuck that storyteller, man. That's some serious shit. Why the hell would you want to play a pedophile? There are. There is a line mm-hmm. for some people. My line is not that because it's fake. Right. I've been a storyteller. I've had to be in every horrible thing. Right. That people have had to hunt, want, kill, or be terrified of. So I'm like, no, this is not on me, and it's not on you. I got some side scenes to run. And so the first sight they do is I go to the first feeding narrator. And I'm like, I need to feed. <laughs> and he very seriously in his trench coat and hat goes, all right, let me see your sheet. And it to me goes, okay, and what are we doing? All right. <laughs> I'm trying to laugh I say this. I'm going to a Ronald McDonald's Playland, and I'm going to sit right in a chair, and I'm going to look like a mom. Any mom in particular? I don't need to be particular without you, Skit. Right. All right. So, uh, yeah, you're there and uh, you find a McDonald's Playland, but it's only one that is indoors. Throw your curve there. Oh, that's going to curve me, buddy. (laughs) I'm thinking deep down. He didn't see the derangement yet. I'm like, all right, cool. So there it is. Right. Kids come in and playing. He describes the scene. He goes, so are you going to go for the mom or the dad? And I was like, who's the smallest kid? (laughs) He goes, what? And I was like, well, in particular, I got to imagine I'm this big, savage, uh, monstrous monster because what's worse? Because what do you mean? Like, well, the smallest kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to kidnap the kid? And then, yeah, I'm going to kidnap the kid. <laughs> God. All right. Who are you going for? I was like, well, I'm going to take the baby. Yeah, but the baby's with the mom right on the bench. Yep. Well, how are you going to do that one? Well, I got vanished from the mind's eyes. The baby at quiet. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to walk up and pick up the baby. And when the mom looks, I'm going to vanish. Wow. You can't do that. He reads in the book, pulls it out. I guess you can. Mm-hmm. So I take it and I have the baby. And I sure as shit vanish. And he describes how she's crying and she's screaming for a kid. People are worried. Mm-hmm. I watch all the workers come out and they look and can't find the kid. Right. They all go inside. I sneak into the ball pit. <laughs> right and in the ball pit the baby goes to cry i stick my blooded finger in its mouth and it's it's suckling and i look at him how far do you want this to go <laughs> he's like what i either get my half a blood point for the infant and the baby's dead and we can assume what i do with the remains or you want the details hoss choice is yours <laughs> and he's like fuck this and he calls over the head st and Hedesty walks over and he goes, what character? He's playing monster. And Hedesty goes, <laughs> just starts cackling madly because he got monster. He's like, Bob got monster. He's like, yeah, it's always. 
oh shit he's like oh, so so shit which which version there's two versions which one made it to the envelope and he goes he fucking took a baby he's like we well, fucking took a baby went in the ball pit <laughs> and there's like four people nearby i didn't know the guy feeding narrator has a kid right has an infant child like literally congratulations he's he's a dad and he's at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And so he does that seed. And I was so just callous about it that he had to, he literally, to the rest of the night, he left. He had to take a time out of the thing to, I don't, I look deeply offended. Right. And yes, he's like, look, man, do you mind if we take away the pedophile? No, I don't mind. <laughs> right. No, I don't fucking mind. I don't mind so mindful. Of, I don't even want to be sabot. Look at the fucking. He goes, look, dude, just let me make adjustments to your sheet, mate. I can't believe you did this. And bro, I'm to the hilt. Right. I'm to the fucking hilt. And he was like, oh, well, ah, shit. Meanwhile, Adam's playing a bruja. There's this guy, this, this girl pulls an asimite. Mm-hmm. And there must have been, there was like a faction of our friends that were there, but there were people who knew me from other parts of Illinois who would play mm-hmm. games with me. Yeah. And uh, I, let's just say that there's been many a night I've been at Denny's and we would talk about asimites. Right. Right way to play them, wrong way, how to portray them. And that's kind of how I formulated my shtick, was hearing the bad stories and what to avoid. And we're there and they're like, cool this blonde she must have been a six two kind of tall for it right yeah and uh you know you know she's an attractive girl whatever but she's super happy that she's playing this asimite what's going on is that she gets this asimite she knows nothing about it i hear her say she knows nothing about it and this guy in the technicolor super like he literally had a multicolored, homemade stitched together textile he made mm-hmm. that he looked like he was birdman <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know, just as tight or whatever. But it was right. for a game he plays. I think Changeling before this, right? Probably. And uh, he, I guess we didn't have Changelings. I don't know what the deal was, but he's he's playing a vampire. Right. Turns out he's playing the other Asimite. Uh-huh. So I thought. And you know he's helping her out. Cool, no big deal. I ignore it. I'm moving on. Yeah. Until she walked up to me about 20 minutes later, and she goes, "Hi, I'm so and so, the Asimite." Yeah, that's right. I shake her <laughs> hand, and she's like, "That's the reaction you should have." I was like, "What?" You're a vampire clan. She goes, I kill other vampires. Yeah, me too. Depends the night. Right. She's like, what? You, you just go around killing. Look, lady, until a while ago, I had a bad habit of killing infants. <laughs> Literally brought it into character. Right. She was like, I think I got to kill you. I got to go check. And I was like, yeah, you do that. You make sure to pencil me in too. And she walks off. Adam. It's like, dude, I don't think she knows the plan. Ask mine overheard, blah, blah, blah. I was right. Like, okay, okay, I won't be hard on her, but literally I'm not going to condone bad behavior. Right. Like, I don't think she should be threatening me or telling me what I hand. Like, well, I don't know what that was. First player shit aside, though, you know, I'm going to let it, I'm not going to make it a thing. Right. Technicolor Dreamcoat guy comes walking over and he goes, I think you should forget about that. He's like, why? Because I, because, because you, you know, it's her first night and whatever. And I don't, like, I'm not out of character. Right. Like, don't go out of character on it. Like, tell me in game, help. I'm willing to work with you. Yeah. Work with me in forgetting the moment. And he walks up. He's like, going, okay, well, you're going to forget everything she said because it's pretty. And he starts literally moving his coat in front of me like it was supposed to be a mesmerizing trick. <laughs> I, mean, I, I remember this game. Me, I, we couldn't believe it. Like, we were laughing so hard because that's what happened. It was it was out of control, and I still had the objective. My objective wasn't changed. I'm still right. a Sabat member. I have this pack that I'm with, and I'm not a Ductus. We agreed that the uh, Malk was the Ductus, one of his personalities, whatever he decided to have, and we don't ever meet again <laughs> as Sabat. And why we don't meet is because the game had a couple meetings where this chaos was going on, where it was just bad prep work. Right. You know, Tordor had Quietus. You had. 
You had Zemis who didn't have vicissitude, animalism, or aspects. Right. You know, just just a smattering nightmare of what the hell happened. Why were there Zemis? And we couldn't figure out. And no, it was absolutely. Supposed to be a cam game. And 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 that's that's the fucked up thing about some of that is like, I remember, and I'm sure you remember as well. Like we would spend fucking hours, days making characters. Oh yeah. Making them, having other people look at them, revising them, updating them, changing things tying character to character working on plot and sometimes you'd go to a convention and there was one or two people in charge of making characters and they'd open grapevine and hit the randomize button and they'd do it a hundred times and you'd have these characters that made no fucking sense of clans and then you know it's like they'd print them out and they'd go all right these five go together they're a pack <laughs> and you'd be like what the hell happened like zero effort put in but then you'd have storytellers who were like, I've been working for a year trying to make this work. And you just have like slack jawed idiots that are in your staff. Always and, the hallmark of a good game is the memory and the tales mm -hmm. that are left from it. And it's the people who remember those down the road that make them worth remembering. Right. Right. And when the story's remembered, that's a good storyteller. Right. When you're placing the story's remembered, that's a good story. When it's just the characters remembering what they did as themselves. Right. Encountering shit more out of game than in game. It kind of lets you know the effort. Right that went into the game itself and that's that to me is always the tale right like it's it's unfortunate but i can't really remember a plot that i was in that was so wow that you know it, it was it was worth remembering oh no absolutely i i think that the uh a lot of the fun that i had in larks was because i was just having fun with my character um you know oftentimes when i was a player in a larp that you ran the story, the events, the shit that happened in that game altogether, because it was a good game. But most of the time, like when we go to a convention, it's not really good. It's not like it's just the storytellers become like the referee. You know, they're like, here's your location and go. I think that's the number one misconception. I think anybody feels that it's a board game. Pick up Vampire the Masquerade books. Yeah, whatever. But it's a board game. I agree to be the rules guy. Mm -hmm. I'll tell the story. You guys make a character and we'll just react to what you do. Right. And let's just go out there and get it done. You don't want to make a character? Don't worry, I'll make it for you. Random. Right. Here you go. Have fun. Look up the traits. And they calculate it. You'll spend most of the night looking up all that stuff, but I've I was the guy who decided to say you can do it. Right. You guys just need people to tell you to go for it. Right. Just it's like a scavenger hunt. It's like a four hour scavenger hunt you paid thirty dollars for. Right. That's it. And of course it's the wrong way to do it. Right. Right? It's not engaging, it's it's nothing that it could be. Then but but some people view that as a valid game because a lot of players don't realize that when you have a player who is so into what they're playing, enjoy it so much, that they draw other players to them, they're building plot right. for that storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. To just use and say it's a game. I don't have a problem with that guy deciding that my plot's garbage, I'm going to use theirs. If they can do it seamlessly, good on you, way to go. However, you're only taking care of those five, and usually you have upwards of 50. So what are you going to do with the rest of everybody? Well, if it goes the way we've seen, dynamic people will shine everybody else gets shit on yeah and let's call and you call that a day right right for instance infamous story talked about numerous and i'm looking to rehash it but i think when you have a championship belt okay <laughs> we that's 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 red flag one yeah i'm not going to talk about that but i can i can um honestly say in that game i had no idea what the plot was until it was set at my feet and it was the most ludicrous horseshit I had ever been presented with 
in my life. And but it came from the players. To yeah, be fair, absolutely. Because I, I have no idea what the storytellers were telling. Because, dude, I told you my story about that group, the way it was handled, just being venture up in that room. Right. When that story came out, came across as a rumor. Right. Well, you know what the fuck? It was a rumor, and we tried to deal with it. People went to look into it, and it was all hearsay. And that became a great conversation. Right. Which was a, a worthwhile scene. Meanwhile, you have the people who were like, we're in the trenches. Well, and, and here's the thing. I don't know if you ever encountered any staff throughout your playing through those couple of days that we played, but I can tell you the only interaction I ever had with staff was when I walked up and was like, oh, this is a convention. I'd like to make a character. And they were like, okay. And I was like, so like, what does that entail? And they were like, uh, let's just make a character. Well, do you have any character sheets? No, you just write it down on some paper. Yeah, it was at your elbow. When we right, right. Because like, you know, we were not familiar with nor told that like everybody here's already got characters. This is like, we, right. we were just like, it's a convention. There should be pre-made characters. There was not that. So that was my interaction with the staff. And they were like super dismissive. Didn't give a fuck. We were there. Like, you don't have characters. Like, what are you, what are you fucking doing here? We did have a guide though, who introduced us to that. And he told us that the people we talked to were not, they, they were assisting. Right. Exactly. But that was my only interaction with the staff. I have no idea who was storytelling that game. I don't know who was a narrator. So literally, I had to go into that game and go, well, how can I make this fun? I don't know anything that's going on. And there's no staff to help guide. There's no one to like, hey, can I ask a question? Because all I knew was the fucking guys at the desk. So I literally had to react to it like I made a character for a world that is different in a lot of ways than this world. Well, if I was this guy and they were like, we're all going to get on a plane and we're going to fly to Africa and we're going to fight the Bruhai Diluvian. Fuck your hand. Right. It's you, the only reaction. Right. You, like they'd even try to sweeten the pot. Right. They didn't even try to kid to like hoodwink you. Right. We have to do this because everybody's going to die. Otherwise, there's an elder out of line and deals reneged and we are an ability to take us right now to go handle it to help a brother out. You down. You might have been like, well, I'll see what's going on. Right. And then no, get no. there mid flight. You're a Bruja. All Bruja have to do this. Why? Because because that's what Bruja do. Bruja get in a plane with a bunch of strangers and fly to a foreign country and go fight the progenitor of our clan? What the fuck did he do to me? <laughs> right. It's the, it's the only role play you're going to get out of that right. while. But th that's what I'm talking about. Like maturity is right. a factor. And in anything we do with this with this game, because that's that. But I say the sickness is anime. You said the sickness is anime. The sickness is anime. And I understand exactly what you're saying because anime portrays this, I am this lone, giant sword-wielding badass, and I can just cut down everything that comes at me. I am Yukimura Sanada, <laughs> and I will cut down everyone who opposes me. Why? Sanada. Absolutely. Well, I mean, look at, look at pop culture generally. Like, uh, I'm sure that there's a ton of anime fans that play this game, but also... There's there's a ton of people that love to watch movies like Blade and watch movies where like there's this lone fucking badass with sunglasses. It's just like, I mean, am I a vampire? Who cares? Am I <laughs> am I a fucking am I a character in Final Fantasy? Who cares? Like, I'm just a badass. And that's what I made because that's what I want to be. It's like projecting hero worship onto your own character. But the point is, you can be those people. Yeah. Like anybody can be those people. And it's not that there's a right or wrong way to portray them. It's that it is wrong to impact somebody else's good time while doing it. Right. That includes storyteller. 
So if you're playing someone who can't get the maturity down to say, hey man, I may be outlandish and over the top, or maybe I shouldn't violate the rules and be drinking at a place yeah. trying to be rationalized <laughs> at a group meeting and say what's like, right, I right, was wrong. Right. Uh, but what I'm saying is that when you do that, I, I, that's, that's my question to everyone listening. Um, why is it that we are so prevalent to fuck up everybody else's good time right. with a concept that we know is going to do that? Like, you know you're going to be over the top. You know you're going to be hard to take or take serious, and you f- cram it down everybody's throat anyway. Why would you do that? Right. And I think that a lot of people would pose the same question, like, why would you play a character that, like, just verbally cuts everybody down and, like, knows everything and is, like, better at, like, the social stuff than everybody else? Well, I I feel like there's a lot of people that play this game, especially in LARP, that they're just there to be there. They're just there because, like, they want to have a character and they don't have anything else to do on a Friday or Saturday night, and this is, like, the only way that they can get to, like, see their friends but they're not really interested in like the role-playing aspect of it or they don't know enough about the game and they haven't learned enough to be effective. And instead of like learning and reading, like read, like hold on, read, like they haven't read enough to know like how to portray that. And so they just sit there and like at the end of the day, I feel like Vampire the Masquerade in a lot of ways, especially in LARP, is like a small little ocean full of sharks and a bunch of guppies looking to get eaten. I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any better way to describe that, especially if your focus is going to be court. It's going to be the politics of the game. And you really can't play the Camarilla without focusing on that status and standing. And I think a lot of people are turned off because they just don't have the capability of standing in that arena. And when they try, there are people that are going to be a lot better that cut them down. And it sucks. I hate to like be on the receiving end of that, but it's kind of the game you signed up for. The people who um, are in a position of power, mm-hmm. right? NPC, doesn't matter, whoever, who choose to mercilessly cut someone down just to cut them down. Cutting someone down is fine dandy, but you're just revealed to yourself that they're an opponent. Right. That's what that says. Right. I, I, you're there needs threat. to be a reason for it. You're for a threat, sure. so I cut you down. The person who does it just to do it, reveals that they are not as good as they say right and 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 i would say in a lot of circumstances they're also like they're dealing with the same personal shit that mr whack-a-mole bruja is yep like they're using the game as a way to empower themselves in ways they don't necessarily have that in life and here's a tip fun as ever Mm -hmm. true in life etiquette gets you everywhere right politeness Hi, I'm so-and-so with a title. Oh, glad to meet you. What's going on? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I got this stuff. This is my job. How quick people are to reveal the stresses they have when met with someone who seems to be polite. Mm-hmm. Right? It's when you go to and you say, I'm Sanada. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you walk up to them and they're like, oh, yeah. Well, we're just <laughs> unleashing it, buddy. I, too. Let's duel right now, Right bitch. now. And at the end of it, what we're talking... Uh, or what I think it all stems from my, my source is that everyone is their own God. Right. Right. And so they're like the God I made rules all and you're temporary, especially the storyteller characters. I could do whatever I want to the storyteller characters because I can tell that storyteller I'm unhappy. Right. And he has to do what I say, which is why it's important for me to go. No, 
it's so important for me to do that to people because, and I do that not always. Some people are absolutely right. Like my good players, I call good and bad players. My good players are the ones who come, have a character, don't know shit or know everything, but pretend to only know what their character knows. Right. Like you're supposed to. And they come in and they gladly eat the, the circumstances, the choices they make, they take it on the chin and they make best of a situation. And if they weren't from it, great. If they don't, great. Because good or bad, it's a good story. Right. Right? Because we're co-storytelling. We're, co we're participating. We're doing it. A quote-unquote bad player is one who deliberately does something that is against the grain, gets caught, and then takes up even more time, which is also everybody else's time that I have for them, right. to bring up rules calls, to start yelling, to start saying it's unfair. I don't... This is tantrum, basically, is what we're talking about. Right. And... That always disappoints me only because in a game where you have, where you agreed upon, right? The whole troop agreed upon, we're meeting together to have a good time to have fun. Sometimes it's fun to play the fuck up. Yeah. That's what a lot of people understand. Some people, and I get you, some people come and I'm going to play this dude and just says it happened to Diabolizing. Does <laughs> it? Yep. Right. <laughs> Trip falls, his fangs landing, people just know why he does it, just think it's be fun. Also, I've never been killed at a conclave. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Which just told the storyteller, I better have a conclave, bro. Right. I better do something. Better be something coming for this little Diablerist. Better get it going. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes it happens. Not not all the time. But I think you're right. I think it's a combo of all those things. Um, Bob, what's the solution? Not. We've just mentioned the... There isn't one. We just mentioned the common problems running a game period. Right. Dealing with the individual when they're not individual. Right. And and I think, uh, like, as a player, your major responsibility is just to make sure that you don't fall into these pratfalls. Like, I feel like I have, st I started this game when I was 15 years old and I've grown up essentially through it. And as I've grown and matured, so has my, my style of play, what I put into this game. And I think like, if you look at it from the perspective of like, who are you as an adult? Well, make a character that has an adult, you know, the, you're, you're playing an adult. So play an adult. You know, when I was when I was 15 years old, it was all about numbers, man. It was numbers. It was numbers games. <laughs> I'm going to go to this game and I'm going to take the the I'm going to make the best possible character to fuck everybody. If you don't up. have the bomb and win all ties and max traits, uh -huh. why are you even in this conversation, right. bro? Hey, man, what are your abilities? I brawl five. Fuck your hand. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was that shit. Like I got the freebie ability that I took because of my clan. But I made him fucking gangrel, right? I'm a caitiff. I got fucking wolf claws and I got the bomb ties. I made the most bad. All right, dude. We get it. You figured out what abilities to take to win chops. And I'm going to tell you, and this is a tip. If anybody's in a game right now mm -hmm. where there's somebody who can only refer to their character as the powers they have, mm -hmm. pretend that you didn't hear them. Right. Absolutely. Do it on purpose. In character, though. So like when you're like going, my name's Jaeger and I have potence five, celerity five, presence of five. I exude power. Nice to meet you, Jaeger. We're, why'd you pause? <laughs> right. What do you use? Use the self edit tool in your brain to edit out all of their exactly. stuff. Exactly. But look confused <laughs> and call them on it because what you're forcing a person to do is think. Right. They're not thinking. They're literally. I always say that as the porcupine effect. They're telling you every dangerous thing about them. So you don't force them to think about who can they I, are. Can I, uh, as we close up this podcast, I don't want to, you know, go too, too deep into this right now, but as we close this podcast, Bob and I are lovers of tabletop, right? It's a source material. It's what you play. It's, it lets you get intimate. But man, we are 
what you'd call LARP fucking veterans. We 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 did many tours in many places in many states with many players. Here's the advice that I can give you as a player. If you've never played LARP or if you've been playing LARP for 10 years, if you've been playing LARP for 20 years, here's my advice to you. When game is on, stay the fucking game. <laughs> stay the fuck in character. Don't tell me about the character you played before. Don't take me over here to chat with me about the game that you're playing in at some other place. Stay the fuck in game. I didn't come to hear about your character. I didn't come to hear about all the powers you have. I didn't come to hear about the primogen you slayed and took over, unless you want to tell me in character. When you're in game, stay the fuck in game. When game is over, we'll chat. We'll go to Denny's. We'll have a fucking Grand Slam breakfast. We'll talk about all the characters that you've played. Dude, do we get a quarter every time we mention Denny's in conversation? I'm just <laughs> I don't wondering know. if that happens. Denny's or IHOP or whatever your regional equivalent is, you may have like a Waffle House. It doesn't have to be Denny's. The Flying J. You know, right. Wherever depends. wherever it is that you have your Dude, post. Wait. The Flying J. Isn't that where old boy fell asleep in the goddamn sloppy Mac and got woken up by the trucker? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was at the... Uh, the um, Route 53 truck stop in Bolingbrook. Yeah. It was which might as well be a flying J. It's, it's uh, the only place I ever ate that after one bite, immediately my bowels tried to vacate. You, you uh, uh, immediately had to shit. That's, that's gross as right. hell, but I'm telling you, I've never had, I've had Indian food first time spicy, didn't care, didn't mess with me one wink. Mm-hmm. This stuff I ate, and it was chili mac they called it on the menu. It was a weird it choice It must of terms have had too. live botulism right on, like a helping of it. Because I remember I bit once, drank water, and had the sweats <laughs> down my face. You know what I'm talking about? The I Ono do. sweats. I do. Where you're not certain the duck walk is going to get you to the drop zone. Right, it's right. like, holy shit, dude. Immediate diarrhea response. And you know what I'm talking about? Because the one time I was there, they're like, where'd Bob go? I had phone calls from that. Because it's like, everybody's got to this place. Yeah. I remember you being there and then you weren't. Well, that's because the, the bathroom summoned you. The because, truck stop bathroom. Because Mel is driving me home, trying to rub my back as I'm literally doubled over in stomach pain. She's like, babe, what the hell? I'm like, I don't know. All right. So uh, as we close up this fun. podcast and apologize for my rant, like you do whatever you want. It's your game. I don't care. Um, but that's my advice to you. Uh, before we go, since we're on the point of terrible food at a LARP, I want to take it a step further. We've <laughs> been to we've been to Indianapolis a number of times. We have participated in Gen Con and we've been to other conventions. What is the single most terrible food you've had at a convention? Could be anywhere, but with a primary focus on Indianapolis. Don't compete in the sense of don't make up a story. No, no. We need to know the place and what it was. Right. Add whatever flair you like. But those are the two must out of memory that you've sampled. I am going to share with you, and this is something that probably everyone here has eaten at some point or another. Um, the first Gen Con that I went to was in Indianapolis. And the first night, we were like, ah, oh, we're so hungry. Let's get some food. And at this point, there wasn't a lot of options. There was White Castle or there was Steak and Shake. And we were like, ah, White Castle, we know is horrible. Steak and Shake is, I mean, equally, but like, ah, you could get different things at Steak and Shake. We went, we went to Steak and Shake, and the first night, I got the fucking Chili Mac, and it was like a bowl of noodles covered in red grease, 
and it fucked me up. Did we just play eight degrees of Don't Eat Chili Mac? Don't, yes. Your story literally reminded me of the horrifying Chili Mac I had at Steak and Shake the first year I went to Gen Con in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, my advice to you folks, don't eat the fucking Chili Mac. <laughs> don't eat the Chili Mac. But we would love to hear your stories. I don't know why we would love to hear them. Send us your messages with the worst shit you've ever eaten at a convention game, <laughs> and we will share some of your stories on the podcast. I'd like to double say that the worst meal item. Yes, not the actual eaten. worst shit you've ever eaten, but the worst food you've ever eaten at a convention could be at Gen Con, could be at any, could be like Origins or Dragon Con or insert convention here. The worst food you've ever eaten at a convention, preferably at a restaurant. Until next week, I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob.